Welcome to Music Major Meltdown. My name is Sam. My name is Blake. This week, we got a lot of great topics we're talking about. We, as the same as last week, we got our songs of the week. Couple from me, couple from Blake. We're going to talk about what we are thankful for this week and this year in general. I mean, we're thankful for it this week. Thankful <laughs> for what has happened in 2020 so far um, this year. I know, yeah, it's a, it's a hairy topic. <laughs> we're also going to discuss one of the bands that everybody loves to hate. Got to check in with my bud, Blake. How are we doing? You know, I'm doing good, Sam. Another another week down. Um, well, kind of down, but, uh, you know, it's, it's break time. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone, of course. Absolutely. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Um, but otherwise, you know, gotta say, living life and I'm happy, you know, we got some fun things, uh, football, which I know you're not like super big on, but got some nice football coming up on Thanksgiving. We got some, uh, Mandalorian coming out on Friday on Sam's probably favorite show right now. And, uh, soak it in folks. Today is the last day. If you're watching this on Thanksgiving Day, to embrace the presence of not having to deal with Christmas music before it will torture your ears for the next month. I'm sorry, I love like I do love Christmas music, but like I was just gonna I was just gonna say, or the flip side. Just hold out for another few hours, people listening on Thanksgiving, because <laughs> Christmas music is right around the corner. Pentatonics is months where they pay their bills. They are about to make bank. They got a new Christmas album coming out, which hopefully we'll talk about eventually. Not this week, sorry. But this week weeks. is all about Thanksgiving. But, man, and Sam, how are you, my friend? I am actually doing pretty great, Blake. I'm not going to lie. I'm very thankful. Some of you who are astute viewers from last week might notice that my background looks a little bit different this week. I'm, I know, I know, I know. My background looks different this week because I'm actually recording this from home instead of my home, like my family home, I should say, instead of my um current apartment home where I live on my own so get to spend some time with family I brought a whole bunch of board games home I brought my PlayStation VR set home so I had a little hiccup it's great to be home I'm here for the weekend super excited we got great Thanksgiving food coming up my family's doing a um, I actually think it's a pretty cool little um, food exchange type thing where I'll be acting as delivery boy tomorrow or um, today, I should say. Sorry, we're recording this on a, on the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Today for you guys, technically it's tomorrow for me. You get what we're saying. Um, I get to act as delivery boy today and go around to um, my aunt and uncle's house and my grandma's house and drop off some food for them and pick up food from them for us so that we can all have a full thanksgiving meal without having to prepare it all ourselves from home so that is fancy uh my mom is cooking um us some stuff and I'm gonna go pick that up tomorrow so that'll be nice and before we get to it 
What's your favorite Thanksgiving Day food? What's, what's oh, the favorite man. dish? I I know this is I know this is a hot take. Um, a lot of people would say the turkey. I am not a big turkey guy myself. I would say it's probably a pretty even tie between the stuffing because my family we do a really nice cranberry stuffing and that like just little bits of cranberry and the typical stuffing stuff with the sausage and the bread and everything like that um, really pulls it over the top. It's a tie between that and my aunt makes this killer broccoli and cheese casserole. Oh, that is so nice. good. It's like so I mean, as far as I can tell, it's a pretty simple dish. I'm sure there's more nuances, so don't kill me, Aunt Patty. It's I know there's probably more nuances, but it's like Velveeta cheese with broccoli and then cooked on the top as like a top layer is crushed up Ritz crackers soaked in butter. Okay. It is absolutely amazing. I love that dish. I love the stuffing. But really, I love everything about Thanksgiving. Blake, what about you? Favorite Thanksgiving dish? Well, my mom's from the South, uh, loud and proud from the state of Arkansas, and a great Southern dish is sweet potato casserole. So take sweet potatoes, you uh, throw pecans, and have a brown sugar glaze that crusts over top of the sweet potatoes. It's, it's, it's heart attack in a pan, and it's my favorite thing ever. So I will have a very heavy heaping serving of sweet potato casserole on Thanksgiving. Oh, man. I'm jealous of that. That sounds delicious. Delicious. Throw down in the comments. If I'll throw one of these out before we even get started. Throw down in the comments of this video. What's one of your favorite Thanksgiving dishes? We love hearing from you. We'll talk about it next time. Throw it down in the comments. All right. Are we ready? I First topic. All right, Blake, I got a question for you that okay. I am I have been searching for an answer because I I have some mixed feelings about it. Oh, some mixed feelings, huh? Let's mixed hear it. Feelings. The question is this nickelback. Are they actually any good? No. Moving on. Um, all right, let me go on a rant here for a second. Nickelback is, if you had to give Nickelback a genre, it's probably something along the lines of alt-rock, post-grunge, and let me explain why Nickelback, in my opinion, is a pretty terrible band. You take all of the good stuff from Nirvana, Soundgarden, Pearl Jam, Alice in Chains, so actual grunge. You water it down, take out all of the blues and hard rock influence from the 70s and add more whiny feelings. And then you have a Nickelback. And then you add in a complete jerk of a lead singer. And then you really have Nickelback. That's that's Nickelback in a nutshell. And yeah, you can jam us a rock star whenever you want. According to Chad Kroger, it's got a deeper meaning than everyone thinks it does. I still jam out to it. But overall, they're a terrible band. They are a meme band. They are as meme. They are memeier than the Dave Matthews band. Ooh, that is a hefty claim. That is my take. That is, that is a hefty claim. Well, I'm not going to lie. I think in many ways I agree with you on that claim. Um, 
I I have never been the type of person that looks deeply into like the performers themselves unless there is like a sig unless there is a significant amount of wrong behavior from a performer I usually am able to let it slide I don't know enough about Chad Kroger to comment on it too much I'm talking more about like Michael, like Michael Jackson is one that I cannot bring myself to listen to hardly any Michael Jackson because of the claims that though I don't believe, and you can correct me in the comments if I'm wrong about this, I don't believe it has been fully proven yet any of the claims made against him. But there comes a point when I see the mountain of evidence and I just can't help but but see it as it's probably true and they're just keeping it back so with with chad kroger i don't know like blake tell me like can you give me some examples of like why why is your claim so strong that he's so horrible oh my goodness um i think there was uh i think there was an interview and this (laughs) in this interview and i don't know say say what you will about doing this but he kind of bragged in an interview while he was talking about a Nickelback album that basically he has chugged so much alcohol in his lifetime that there is a gap in his throat that he could chug a six pack of Coronas in 30 seconds. I, I don't, I don't believe that. Uh, and and not as, not as a, I don't believe you Blake. But as I don't believe Chad Kroger because it, you know, you know honestly, I kind of do. And not to say anything about you enjoying um, a nice beverage because uh, fear of age, it's a great thing. But just the fact that you brag about that is you're kind of supposed to be talking about your band. There's been some other things. He dated Avril Lavigne for a while. Apparently that went horribly. Although they did write a bomb song together. I actually do like that song. Um, it's called Let Me Go. It's actually pretty decent. Huh. Yeah, just check it out. Um, but yeah, other than that, with me, with Chad Kroger, here's the thing, how I view the, if you're a bad person or whatever, most of the time, if the music is good enough, it's not that I look past the things. I've always kind of made the argument that sometimes music can transcend a person a little bit that it's so ingrained in a style or a culture sometimes music is inescapable so like michael jackson uh of course there are allegations of course um like you said there is some evidence to certain claims that have been made yeah i find myself still listening to him because of what he as an artist influenced so many others to do and there's a lot of great artists we wouldn't have without him today so even though Maybe in life he wasn't the best person. Some of his music and the people that contributed to his music overall um, have really uh, benefited the pop world. Whereas you take Nickelback. <laughs> and I know you, where you're going with it. You have a person that is incredible and you have music that is incredible. So there's no justification for listening to it because everything's bad. <laughs> Oh, man. You know, I I totally understand what you're saying. I mean, I think part of like, part of why I occasionally can enjoy a little bit of Nickelback, and I'm talking like, like 
a small amount, like maybe like two or three songs in a row before I'm a little bit, before I'm ready to move on to something better, uh-huh. is just the, just how basic it is in its style. That it does have that kind of like grunge, post-grunge, that-ish style. Like they have parts of it in there that they really distilled down to the like cores of those styles. They don't make it interesting, which is why I can't listen to too many songs. But if I'm in a mood for a little bit of that grungy, just sort of like basement, dark, rattling, like rock sound that comes with grunge, I might find myself listening to a little bit of Nickelback. But then after I listen to a couple songs, I either think, why aren't I listening to Nirvana? Or I find myself thinking like, okay, I have satisfied and scratched the itch for that post-grunge sound. I'm ready to, uh, you know, not listen to Nickelback anymore. Exactly. So I, I see why there are people that like it and people that <laughs> I like. And I know I differ from you on that point. If you I like Nickelback, I- then fine. I'm sorry for you. Please grow up. <laughs> that that is actually totally fair. Like I I will never criticize somebody for what they like in their music, but I will when it comes to Nickelback say like, okay, you like Nickelback, let's try some other bands that maybe actually like, like yeah, it's a band like, you like when you were ten. Like I can understand that. It's a band I liked when I was ten, and then you grow up. <laughs> Chad growing up, you actually go backwards into the 90s. Literally, you know, to really sum it up with two phrases, Nickelback is the band that I would hear a song somewhere and I'd recognize the lyrics and I'd shout the lyrics because it's funny to sing along with it with a bunch of people just to make fun of it. Like, you know, you don't just listen to it. Like, you're like screaming the lyrics or something. Like, look at this graph. And uh, however many other memes there are. (laughs) And um, Nickelback is Nirvana without uh, the... (laughs) Nickelback is the poetless, groovelessness Nirvana. (laughs) Oh man, I think I agree with you on that poetless point. I, uh, you reminded me of the song "Photograph" by Nickelback, which you know the the hook to the song isn't isn't too bad. Like I could again, one of those I understand people liking it, but I just it 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 reads like a poem a high schooler writes that they're like, I wrote the deepest poem oh, ever. Man. My emotions, like, I'm like, a teenager. I, I rhymed photograph with laugh, man, and it's deep. Look at this photograph. Every time I do, it makes me laugh. How did our eyes get so red? And what the heck is on Joey's head? This, this is, is where I grew up. I think the present owner fixed it up. Oh my I rhymed up with up, dude. If you need a laugh in a day, listen to Nickelback. And especially if you need a laugh in a day, 
listen to that um, look at this graph meme and then go on YouTube settings, cut it in half time and then keep cutting it in half time over and over and over for as far down as you can go. Cause it's hilarious to see how horrible it sounds the slower you listen to it. Oh man. All right. Nickelback, are they actually any good? Blake, your answer, no. My answer, I won't judge you. My personal answer is no. I don't I don't judge you. Let's find something better. I encourage you to move on eventually. Yeah, if, if you're if you're sitting there listening saying, oh, but I love Nickelback, guys. Like, first of all, if you love Nickelback, check out Nirvana. Basic, just another great, super popular group. Lots of recognizable songs that you'll know, but way better content than you know even, gives. even better. If you just want to stick in post grunge, check out Shinedown. Personally prefer them much more over Nickelback. And if you actually want to get into grunge music that's similar to Nickelback, I would recommend you to Stone Temple Pilots. There you go. We are here to help you. So moving forward, I think, are we ready to do some songs of the week? We are. It is time for Samsung of the Week. My songs of the week. Here we go. All right. This week, I decided to go, and I think both me and Blake actually decided to go with um, sort of a, a very, very mildly themed together um, are what we picked by picking artists that you have probably never heard of before. Again, we can't guarantee you never heard of them, but probably never heard of before. Artist I picked, Tove Sterk. Now, Tove Sterk, first of all, if you have heard of Tove Sterk, I applaud you. That means you are either very well versed in the like music world or you live in Sweden. Tove Dirk is an artist who won Sweden's Got Talent, I think in 2015, if I remember correctly. Um, so she's been around, she's been fairly popular, for, or at least in Sweden, fairly popular for a while. Um, don't be put off. These songs are in English. Don't worry. Don't panic. I'm not going to recommend you listen to some Swedish songs. This isn't uh, that uh, Will Ferrell movie. What's the, that Will Ferrell movie that just came out? The Eurovision movie. Uh, oh. Movie on Netflix, Blake movie recommendation. There's a hilarious movie based off of the um, Eurovision song contest, which for whatever reason, oh, America yeah. has never gotten involved in yeah, with Will Ferrell, Rachel McAdams. Anyway, so Tove Sterk, Sweden's Got Talent singer, one um, doing great work out there. If you're a pop music fan, I would highly recommend her music. Like if you like the stuff you hear on the radio and want to hear more different songs, I would recommend this. First song I'm recommending by her is a song called Say My Name. And no, I'm not talking about the sort of R&B classic or the... Uh, was it Rihanna did a song called Say My Name? I don't know. Somebody did a song called oh, Say My Name. I know Florence and the Machine, I think. I think there's a few songs out there called Say My Name. Look up the yeah. Stark one. The other ones are good too, but we're talking about this one today. Say My Name just has this really cool electronic hook with this, this like kind of bouncing sound. And then some cool guitar effects put in there. Um, lots of really cool stuff. 
I know last week I talked a lot about the lyrics to songs. I'm not going to lie. Lyrics on these are not the like greatest, most deep lyrics I've ever heard in my life. But it's just a fun song. Gets you grooving. Um, that I picked it because it reminds me of a, a good time overall. It was an interesting time when I first heard it. Um, I'll tell you the story real quick. I um, over There was a summer that I was having, and I won't go into detail, but you can fill in the blanks for yourself. I was having some stomach issues. And we had uh, me and group of people I was with, we went to a Dairy Queen to get some food and I started eating and my stomach issues flared up a little bit. Um, so I excused myself from the table to go to the bathroom quickly. Um, and while I'm sitting there, I'm just like, Oh man, I just feel awful. And then I hear a song come on on the radio. I'm like, I have never heard this song before. Like, what is this? And I'm like, and I'm not gonna lie. I'm I'm sitting there and I start grooving a little bit, and I'm just like, man, what is this? And I investigated more, and it was "Say My Name" by Tove Sterk. Really cool sound. Her voice is very reminiscent, I think, of a lot of artists you hear today. And Blake, you can tell me if you agree with me on this or not. But kind of Lord-ish is kind of the vibe I get. From um, see, I thought you were gonna say that, and I would actually her registers up a little bit higher. Yeah, it's uh, for those of you that don't know, the register of a voice is the range in which you sing in. Like a person who sings down here more often has a lower register because the notes they can hit are in the lower range. The person who sings in a higher register are the notes they sing are up higher. So I think in just vocal quality, uh, Tove Sterk's voice is similar to Lord's. She does sing more in the upper register, like Blake said, though. So she's more kind of like a Lana, Lana Del Rey. Oh, Lana Del Rey. I think Lana Del Rey is a little lower than um, Tove Sterk, too. Like, she kind of gets up high, but she also can go real low. Anyway, not important for this, for this right now. But lots of those singers, you can find similarities in their voices to this voice. But definitely you. in less of a sort of... Um, alternative scene kind of like Lord can be and Lana Del Rey can be and definitely definitively pop so say my name great sound great vibe it's just like grooving good rhythms good beats like I can't complain about it at all the other song mistakes by Tove Sterk this song is great there's a lot of similarities between the two songs she really has a defined style for her pop version or pop style of music what just really sells me on this one is the chorus of Mistakes is so cool. I'm not going to lie. Like you have kind of this like cool, like buzzing harmonies going around all over the place during the verses. But then you hit the chorus and everything like just swells, drops away out of nowhere. So it just... And then you hit these like really dense, I think it probably sounds to my ears like a three or four part really dense harmony, like keeping itself even at throughout the um, throughout the chorus with just this really cool like low sound along with her voice. It's just Blake, you've listened to the song a little bit. How would you describe it? 
Yeah, actually, um, that specific moment of that song is kind of what sold mistakes for me. Um, it's kind of got this auto-tune-ish feel. It, it, everything drops out. Like, all the instruments drop out and everything that was happening in the verse, and it's just her vocals kind of double, triple-tracked, um, which just means layering of voices on top of one another um, when you're doing uh, recordings. And maybe a little bit of an auto-tune effect, but if you ever heard of Migraine by 21 Pilots, it the chorus of Mistake sounds exactly like the opening of Migraine by 21 Pilots. And it just creates such a cool effect. Uh, it shivers, shivers, man. Absolutely. I mean, just like, just it just feels like a hum. Like you're getting this like regular, like poppy, bouncy, explosions of sound here and there until it's just like swells you make me you make me and blake i don't know if you paid it like super close attention to it when you listen to listen to the lowest voice in that harmony it has actually a really cool sounding bass line of the voice as it goes along I recommend it. I think you'll enjoy it as a bass. Honestly, singer. listening to that, I I get the I get the Lord comparison a little more now. It it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's cool. I so say my name and mistakes by Tove Sterk Blake. What are your thoughts? You you gave me a little okay. bit, but just overall thoughts on Tove Sterk because I know you haven't listened too much to her before. I've never, I've never heard of her prior to this, so <laughs> I think Sam and I are gonna get into this point where so like sam said we kind of base our songs today of you know people you probably haven't heard of and if you have heard of them you're you know not in a big group these aren't artists that really chart in america that much or chart at all and if they do it's it's not on the hot 100 it's on like the random alternative charts or this or that that unless you're very closely listening to all types of music you're not going to find um, and so, yeah, I never, never heard of this Tove Sterk before uh, two weeks ago or, or last week when we were planning this episode. Um, and I gotta say, I was kind of surprised right away. Like, it's just, it wasn't exactly what I was expecting. I don't know what I was expecting. Um, the first song, Say My Name, it, it's weird. It's weird how I like these songs. I like the verse more in Say My Name. Overall, the guitar isn't my favorite like i it's interesting it kind of has like a world music vibe in a way um so she is, is from sweden yeah it is from sense. sweden she has like kind of a i mean it is kind of generic pop but almost a little bit of tinge of indie where it's not like okay this this is kind of mainstream but it's not mainstream it's like sweden mainstream probably <laughs> so yeah, I'm with you on that. I just want to like come on, comment on that really quick with you. I like how you say that, that like blend of like that indie sound in there a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's like, I think that that actually really hits what I really like about it, that it's it's pop that tries to make itself more unique. Like it gives you a reason to enjoy it as a pop song. There are lots of artists out there that make very generic pop music. That's good. And like, I like it but they don't set themselves apart enough. And I think Tove Sterk really like sets herself apart with a lot of the sounds she does. And I think that's cool. 
So um, overall, uh, grade for the uh, for first song, I'm kind of in the middle. Oh, it, the first song actually kind of turns more towards an L for me. I am sorry, Sam. I know, I'm sorry, but I'm going to redeem you because I really like the second one. I love Mistakes. That one I would actually throw in a playlist. Um, much more likely to do that. Uh, the chorus is just awesome. The the um, verses are a little bit more generic. I'd actually say, like, Say My Name, I think it's a little bit more interesting in the verses. But the chorus is just such a awesome, like, I love the lyrics. I don't, like, like we talked about last time, I don't usually care about lyrics. Lyrics in this one are simple but awesome. Um, and, like, you make me, you make me, you make me want to make mistakes. Um, just a kind of a weird but powerful message like it very much gets the point across and the way the chorus is layered the sound of the music at that point and how we talked about the chorus makes the lyrics pop out makes the lyrics mean something you have to have the sound there to make the lyrics mean something and so that's a W. That's a, w. a win. It's a W for mistakes. I'm sorry. Right. Say my name. Say my name again. It's not like a. It's not like a big loss. It's not like a. It's not Nickelback. <laughs> big not Nickelback, Nickelback is the biggest L you can possibly get. Um. So no, it's just like it's just more kind of like not my thing. But like I could understand if that is people's thing. Um. So overall, I'd say good choices this week. Thanks for like introducing me to her. I'm not sure if I'm going to continue always listening to her but like i'm certainly open so yeah she has a couple um full albums out there i think they're like two albums about like less than 10 songs on each one so mm -hmm. i would recommend it she has a lot of that really interesting kind of um because she comes out of europe i think she has more access to different style choices than a lot of us in america do so yeah i recommend it and for all the listeners at home too Say My Name and Mistakes, two great songs that I enjoy. Blake, not so much on Say My Name, but Mistakes for sure. Check it out. You'll oh, see God, what we yeah. mean on that chorus. It's super cool. It really? pops, gets your heart pumping. It's cool. You should check out both songs. Um, I think they're at least both worth a listen. So, yeah. All right, Blake. Let's see. I think I, I think I might echo some of your sentiments about the songs um that you picked a little bit like so your this i might echo your sentiments that you said about my songs on your songs that was a very convoluted way of saying that yeah, is that con yeah, convoluted my goodness okay um so my songs are by a man named sufjan stevens again you probably never heard of him before um frankly i had only known him by name before this year and uh i <laughs> Sufjan kind of confused me um, because I thought he was somehow related to Cat Stevens. And so I was like, hmm, I don't know if I want to listen to Cat Stevens, um, <laughs> which is fine if you want to listen to Cat Stevens. That's perfectly cool. Uh, just an older, older guy. I'm sure he's got some, well, I know he's got some decent songs. But um, no, Sufjan is a, I don't know, but this indie folk is what he started out in. Um, and he's kind of expanded to a lot of different genres, a little bit of world music, uh, a lot of electronica now, electronic folk. He's kind of like shifted throughout genres. Um, but the two songs I wanted to talk about today from him are Chicago, which is from his album 
Illinois, also known as Come On and Feel the Illinois. Yeah, it's such a clever title, I know. And um, Michigan. So a little bit of background about Sufjan and these albums. Um, so he, I can't remember for sure, but I think he actually majored in music in college. I think he has a grad degree in music. Don't quote me on that, but I know he did spend a lot of time studying music and he's one of the very few artists that records everything, every single instrument um, he usually tries to do. He can play like 10 different instruments. I think he can play tuba, Sam. I think Seth Jane. Yeah, I know. I know. Sam's a tuba player, so like really big for him. I uh, can play horns. I think he might be able to play the xylophone. He plays guitar, obviously. Um, and I think he can play a couple orchestral instruments. He's very well-versed as a musician. And so that's what I've really appreciated about him. It's like, okay, you're not a uh, artist that's getting your music written for you. You're a musician that is straight up performing like a band, like a concert ready, like level, um, like professional orchestra or classical band or something, um, an approach to the albums. Um, and the other interesting thing about the albums that these two songs come from, so when Seth Jan Stevens first wrote the album Michigan, uh, he wrote it in uh, a tribute to his home state. Um, and he made a joke around the time that Michigan came out that this was the first of 50, that he was going to write an album for all 50 states. Oh my and, goodness. And that was going to be like his entire career. And so... <laughs> Then he came out with Illinois and everyone's like, oh my gosh, he's actually going to do it. <laughs> and Illinois came out, I think, in 2005 or six, and he hasn't done a state album since. So everyone kind of like, all right, it's a joke. But um, it, was a, it was a very clever joke right away when it happened. And it produced two of, I would say, the best albums of the 2000s. Definitely probably two of the best albums that... Uh, the average listener has never heard. Um, actually, one of them got featured in uh, Rolling Stones 500, I think, Illinois did. Um, and so I listened to Chicago uh, was the first song, and that's from the album Illinois. I hope that was obvious. Oh, I see. I get it. I get yeah. it. The, that's the most normal sounding song title on that album, let me tell you. There's a song about John Wayne <laughs> Gacy on there. Ooh. It's creepy, but it's, it's soothingly like pleasant and creepy all at the same time, but it sounds amazing. But Chicago is just this like about this guy who is kind of adventurous, kind of doesn't know what he's doing, but he's kind of happy-go-lucky, uh, just an adventurer, kind of a wanderer. And it just has this very... Um, bright opening i don't even know what instrument it's on it might be a xylophone it might be just a keyboard um chain uh setting but otherwise then it has just this beautiful violin part that leads into the song and i can just hear this violin part and it's just the most soothing thing you can listen to. And 
you just you feel suddenly relaxed. Um, I gotta say, I was kind of debating whether I'd go to my more, I don't know, I guess intimate side of music, my more soft side of my listening or my like really hard grunge side. And I decided to go toward the soft side this week. So you're welcome fans <laughs> of the show that I went that direction for Thanksgiving. Um, and this is, it's just a very uplifting song. It's about like getting in a van with your friends and driving all the way from Chicago to New York and just adventuring and kind of uh, letting go of all your worries. And uh, there's a youthful like kids chorus that kind of echoes uh, everything that Suf Jan is singing. And I think one of the coolest things about Suf Jan is he's not just this overly amazing singer. Like he's just a very fine kind of an average singer. And I think that kind of gives his message kind of a more universal flavor because I love amazing singers, but sometimes to deliver a certain message, you don't need an opera singer. You don't need someone who's just amazing. Like you just need someone with kind of an average voice that's a great musician and they're just singing from the heart. And that's what Chicago is. And then uh, you have Vito's ordination song, which is from the album prior. Well, it's actually two albums prior. His discography is weird, but from Michigan. Um, St. Vito's ordination, or Vito's ordination song is written for his friend Vito. Still trying to figure out if it's for an actual like priestly ordination or not. I have no idea. I mean, Sam, I think you would agree the lyrics are kind of vague. Yeah, they're incredibly, I mean, like, I, well, I don't know if I would say incredibly vague, like, but they're definitely more, I would say, instead of like, um, we talked last week about misery business and how that song just very clearly the lyrics tell you a story. This song, you get like the vibe of a story, but not really like the actual, like not any like factual, like I could tell you the names of, like I could tell you what's happening. Yeah. So this song, um, I was kind of describing it um, to Sam as the perfect song to wake up to in the morning and the perfect song to go to bed. It's so peaceful. It'll just kind of give you high spirits, but it's also very easy to fall asleep to just because it's meditative. Um, it has this really cool drum beat that plays throughout. Uh, Sam, help me out is, uh, <laughs> what am I trying to say? Um, oh yeah. The, the snare drum part. Like, I mean, it's done on a drum set. You can hear the the hi-hat and the bass drum and uh, not so much on the tom drums, really, but yeah. you get this cool, like, um, snare drum bit with... Uh... Yeah, where the... It actually, like, this is me breaking out my fun music <laughs> teacher type thing. You can get a cool sound effect by, like, letting a drum stick bounce on a snare drum and it gives kind of a cool like that like sound of, like not really a triplet i mean in this case it is three hits but it's not yeah, done as a triplet right i'm just kind of more trying to give a sound it's it's like three uh hits very close to each other where they kind of mesh together where you can kind of distinguish their three separate but they all kind of belong together yeah, it's like how a snare drum, you can get a drum roll going because 
each hit on the snare rings, the sound keeps going at least long enough to get to the next hit of the stick. So you can get a drum roll going pretty well. And it's kind of that effect, except a little more looser on the sound. So it rings longer. Yeah. And so you don't have to do as many hits back to back to get a drum roll. And anyways, this song, um, you know, kind of the, not as much of a storytelling lyric, it's very much more just kind of emotional uh, lyrics, more bare in that way. Um, and the song repeats a lot. So Sufjan is singing, there's um, a little bit of an orchestral vibe, a little bit of piano playing behind them, just like a culmination of a lot of different instruments, but they're soft. Like it sounds like these people are probably all playing very quietly together in the same room. And it could be like 30 people, but like, it doesn't sound like that many people. It sounds like two or three people maybe playing just as tiny, like as tiny as they can, <laughs> as pianissimo or as soft as they possibly can. Um, literally and uh, as Steph Jan is singing then eventually um, I don't know her name but a girl joins him and they have a harmony that just repeats so they repeat the same lyrics for like five minutes and it is to me one of the most beautiful things to kind of like like descend into that cadence um, and just kind of relaxed through that. And there's a little bit of influence of minimalism here. Um, so it's not directly minimalistic, but just that the patterns kind of repeat. There's not a lot changing. If anything, uh, you might hear um, a violin come in and out and maybe a couple other instruments kind of weaving their way in to give it a little bit of a change throughout the song but like the structure of it never really changes. Like the main focus is always on Sufjan and the girls' harmonies together. And it's just beautiful. It's just nice and easy and soft. And it's, I don't know. That's just a song that makes me happy. It's so easy to just kind of get lost in it. So uh, I think I've said my two cents on it, Sam. What do you think? I almost might call that three cents. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, the jokester, folks. <laughs> oh, man. So, I, so going back to Chicago, this song, I yeah. definitely, I'm going to give it a big W. All right. I'm giving it a W. I enjoyed the song. I liked the vibe. Um, I liked how the lyrics were not like, like they told a story, but it was very like, like, like not as subtle as Vito's ordination, ordination song, but was a little bit more subtle. And just like that really upbeat, happy going up, like, like you said, how that, like the character in it is very happy go lucky. Doesn't really let things bother him. I liked how the music matched that. It just kept going. It's all like, yeah, keeps itself moving, has a hook in there that I really, really enjoyed listening to gets stuck in your head really easy just that like how every like other line is a repeated little like three word phrase two or three word phrase all things go all things go i i really like that just that 2020 song <laughs> uh-huh yeah i just 
yeah, I really enjoyed this song. Chicago was a big win, not just because I'm from Illinois, but just generally a, a big win in my book. Yeah, just, yes. yeah, cool lyrics. Really liked it a lot. Um, so very well done on that choice. I did enjoy that. Uh, Vito's ordination song. I, I give it a, I'm going to give it a W as well, but I'm a little more tentative on it. That's fair. I like I like what you said about it, and I like I like that. I, the reason I'm tentative, I'll phrase it this way: reason I'm tentative on it is because I'm not as much a fan in music of that sort of like almost meditative sound. I like it on occasion. I like it when there's like I don't want to say when there's a purpose behind it, but like when I'm praying or meditating whatever that is for you it all kind of I think personally all those kind of mean the same thing it just depends on who you're trying to connect with yeah Um, like if you're into that type of thing and when you get into that that repetitive nature and that like very ethereal sound that just kind of surrounds you and cradles you I guess I really I mean that's kind of how I felt by this song is really good and I think this song does that really well it's like a nice hammocking song. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It, rem- it makes me feel like, honestly, like I'm just being like rocked to sleep. It's really nice. I don't know why, but I enjoy it as I'm doing dishes. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's not a, like, I've got to say, like, I understand you're kind of like feeling towards it because this is not a song that I'm usually, like, I usually don't like songs like this or I usually don't fall in love with a song like this very often. And I, especially, you know, in this type of song, usually I'd be like, I really like that part, but I don't want to listen to it for seven minutes. And when I listen to this, I want to listen to it for seven minutes that it is. And yeah, like I said, it's got a little bit of that minimalistic vibe to it. It repeats the patterns. It's not trying to create the biggest art expression, but it's more saying less is more. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm, yeah, it does what it's aiming to do really well. And that that tentative nature from me is only because it's not, I'm not in the mood for that type of song super often. Yeah. Like no, even I when I'm that. working or when I'm like just hanging out or driving or whatever, I'm more on, I would say the extremes that I want to listen to something that's just like really slow, really emotional, like, like really, really repetitive and things <laughs> no um i'm talking more like um oh i can't even think of a good example of a song like that i haven't been in the mood luckily for those slow sam smith, i don't know if that's I, I was actually just thinking that um sam smith adele i think kind of falls in there she has she does have a good amount of upbeat songs but a lot I of her really popular ones I have been I've been connecting with that song a little bit lately. It's a good one. Bob Dylan song. Do you know that? Oh, I think I think we talked about this. Yes, it's a huh. I yeah. remember listening to the Adele Bob Dylan one, and I'm better. not gonna lie, I feel comfortable saying that Adele did it better. Right. But but anyway, but yeah, I'm I am either on that extreme with just like the low, like very slow, very emotional, like no drum beat with it at all. It just keeps itself like a low, easy slow vibe or i'm at the other end where i want to listen to just like really upbeat like 
R&B, hip hop, like rock sort of, I've been enjoying some like sort of like funk influenced rock lately. It's been kind of fun. Um, listen to some good stuff on my drive home. That was really fun to listen to. Two weeks from now, who knows folks. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But, um, anyway, yeah, I, I really enjoyed that side or the two extremes. So I get, like I said, this does get a win in my book. It's definitely a really good song. I just don't know what mood I need to be in to listen to it. Fair enough. So, Hey, overall, I mean, we got three wins and one, like, it's still a hesitant loss for me. Like, I think we're like right on the border of like, you know, who knows? Exactly. maybe I'll listen to that song in a couple weeks from now and I'll upgrade it. You never know. There we go. So tune in, tune in in a few weeks, folks. Hear Blake, hopefully upgrade the song. Your Blake bite his tongue. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Blake. I'll, so again, really good choices this week. I'm going to listen to a little bit more stuff. Jan Stevens. Um, especially that um, Illinois album. I really enjoyed um, okay. Chicago off of that. And if more of the songs have that same vibe, I'm in because that it's, is cool. A couple more songs do. I might have to tell you about a couple of them. Um, that's still definitely my favorite song on the album, though. Uh, but yeah, yeah, go check out Illinois. Um, both of your songs are from the same album. So if you mm -hmm. did like those songs, uh, you'll probably like the rest of Tove Strike's album. Tove Strike. Tove Strike. I, I called her Tove Strike for like the first month I was listening because <laughs> I just was not looking close enough. Sterk is spelled for anybody wondering. Um, and actually, we should probably, I'll spell both names just in case. Um, Tove Sterk is T O V E space s-t-y-r-k-e um so that's Sterk. So, again you can see why we thought it was strike but it's Sterk. it's and then, so like ah uh, just so sweet you want to say strike so badly so tempting yeah, yeah exactly and then sufjan stevens s-u-f-j-a-n s space S-T-E-V-E-N-S. Steven's pretty straightforward. Sufjan is the weird one. S-U-F-J-A-N. Yeah. You know, and for those of you wondering, too, he actually writes with a little bit of uh, faith elements, too. Um, he's kind of one of the interesting artists. Like, he's a denomination of Christian, but, like, his music isn't, like, he's not a Christian artist. He's just an artist that allows his beliefs to fly, fall into his music sometimes, but doesn't explicitly like, and I'm sure Sam and I will have a whole conversation about this one other day, so I won't touch mm. too much into it, but. And we're getting a lot of previews today. A lot of previews. There's a lot of great stuff <laughs> coming up that we don't even know about yet. Oh man, <laughs> we don't even know. Oh boy. Well, Blake, good choices. Thank you. Good you also good choices like thank you thank you thank preference you wise, sometimes you know preference wise sometimes we'll disagree like that's uh, that's the thing that'll happen but overall i think these were four good songs that mm -hmm. a lot of you will enjoy and you might not enjoy all of them but hopefully you'll enjoy at least a couple so exactly exactly and um, i would also expect more of this kind of line from us you know we're you know, Sam's not going to talk about Paramore every week. I'm not going to talk about Coldplay every week. Mm -hmm. We want you guys to actually 
have new music. So if we're going to talk about a band that we, that everyone knows, it's going to be hopefully some deeper cuts. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. New music is the name of the game for this podcast. We're, we're trying to find good stuff for you to listen to or listen to um yeah don't re- don't point to a poster of the beatles when it's you new. it's new there's definitely no way you can name a hundred beatles songs yeah okay whatever that's a again another another podcast topic <laughs> i can do it i think i can oh, do man. it okay anyway so blake today is thanksgiving today is thanksgiving again happy thanksgiving Happy Thanksgiving to you too, Blake. You know, I'm not going to lie. One thing this year I am very thankful for is you, my friend. It has been so great in all this craziness this year with COVID and all of that. To have a great friend like you in my life has been something I am incredibly thankful for this year. So thank you very much. I am thankful for you. Oh, stop it. You're just saying it because I said it. Oh, you're probably right, but... (laughs) (laughs) no i seriously am like your friendship's been awesome again i'm super happy we get to do this and uh yeah i'm looking forward to 2021 of doing this and i'm looking forward Mm -hmm. to just another year in our illustrious friendship (laughs) (laughs) oh man you know blake in honor of thanksgiving I think, and I say I think with the acknowledgement that we came up with this idea together and all of that, but I'm going to phrase it this way because it makes it more interesting for podcast listeners. So I think it would be a good idea for us to come up with completely off the top of our heads and not off of a list that we have written down like last week, but come up with and some things that we are thankful for in 2020, specifically musical things we are thankful for in 2020. Musical things we are thankful for in 2020. Counting down a little bit of a not list because this one's not a list. <laughs> <laughs> not a countdown. These aren't ranked. These are just things we're thankful for. These are just things we're thankful for. And you know what? The first thing I'm thankful for is Sam. What is it? It is the new Childish Gambino album. Um, Childish Gambino, if you didn't know, uh, also known as Donald Glover. If and if you thought those were two different people, well. Surprise! <laughs> yes, comedy legend, community star, 30 Rock writer, um, and musician Donald Glover slash Childish Gambino released an album in 2020. It surprisingly, kind of went under the radar. Um, after he dropped This Is America last year, two years ago, um, everyone was kind of looking forward to his next thing, and then it kind of came out in the middle of a pandemic right at the start of a pandemic uh with no album cover the title of the album is march 15th 2020 like 3 15 20 i think or like 3 16 20 it was just the day the album released and it was about as vague as possible to like almost not even give you a sense of what the album was going to be like and I just want to say I'm really thankful for it. It was an awesome album. I've been getting a lot more into Childish Gambino over the past couple of years. Um, so I definitely recommend you listen to it. Uh, if I can remember, it's like the second or third to last track on that album is really awesome. Um, and if 
If you can't find it by that, uh, look up the lyrics. Don't worry about tomorrow. The violence, the violence. That is the best track on the album. It's it's amazing. And so I'm thankful for it, especially because that might be the last piece of music that we get from Childish Gambino. Not in just a while, but like maybe ever. Um, I think we'll have a, a little bit more of a discussion on that later, but um, for now, I am thankful for Donald Glover releasing an album in 2020. The song title on that, I just looked it up, 47.48. 47, 47.48. That's the, that's the name of my that song. favorite track on the album. And it's so cute. His kid is on at the end of it. Oh, I have heard that track. Oh, I don't know if I've listened to the whole album, but that track is so adorable. Oh my gosh. At the so end is adorable. The rest of it is adorable. But yeah. My goodness. All right. Sam, what are you thankful for music wise in 2020? I am thankful for the release of Hamilton on Disney Plus. Yes. What a what a light in the dark times over the summer. I think it came out in a little bit, but right before, no, was it on the 4th of July or was it like right before? The it was 4th on 4th of July weekend, so you could watch it on the 4th of July, something like that. Yes, what a light in the dark for that to come out when it did. There was nothing, like this was at the time when all of like um, production of movies and TV shows and stuff they were no longer like able to release stuff that they had made before the pandemic. So Our beloved was, Marvel movies were uh, nowhere to be seen in the breaking my theater. heart. Breaking my heart, but um, yeah, the release of Hamilton was such a great surprise. Light in the dark. I've enjoyed the music from it before, but for some reason, even with um, how much the lyrics paint the picture more than like what's happening on stage really does. It was so nice to be able to see a stage production of it and really capture the full, as as much as you can without seeing it in person, capture the full experience of I Hamilton. Have. It's awesome. oh, I'm so jealous. I saw it in Chicago, though. It's not like I saw Lin-Manuel Miranda, but if you get a chance to see that on any Broadway stage, Chicago Broadway, New York, um, whatever other Broadway stages, buy the yeah, ticket. Do it. I haven't seen Hamilton on stage, but um, I'm blessed to have seen um, Dear Evan Hansen on stage, actually in Washington, D.C. Awesome. at the Kennedy Center, which was really cool, actually, to see something at the magnificent Kennedy Center in D.C. Um, also an amazing musical. Recommend you listen to that. But back on topic, Hamilton's release on Disney Plus. That is definitely a musical thing I'm thankful for in 2020. It's a lifesaver, just having it, being able to hear all the songs and you know, having a great quality video for it you know for those um who weren't able to see the original cast in new york so like 95 to 98 percent of the people that would watch hamilton um it's awesome it's very rewarding and fulfilling um, absolutely man all right blake you're up Another thing I am very thankful for in 2020, um, rest in peace, Eddie Van Halen. Uh, obviously, we lost a legend, um, but I just want to say I'm thankful for Van Halen's music. I'm thankful for what Eddie Van Halen did on the guitar. Um, he 
reinvented the genre of hard rock music and influenced heavy metal, um, metal rock, whatever, and influenced guitarists um, all the way through today. And his influence will last for years to come. Um, there may not be a guitarist other than Jimi Hendrix more influential for the sound of the guitar than Eddie Van Halen. Um, if you guys have ever, do yourselves a favor, just look up Eruption by Van Halen. Uh, it's like a minute, 30 seconds to two minute guitar solo. Oh if man. You've never, if you've never heard it, please just do. And actually there's like two other ones. Um, Spanish Fly is one that uh, a lot of um, the mainstream audience probably doesn't listen to, but that's an acoustic guitar solo by Eddie Van Halen. And just what he brought to uh, changing guitar techniques of literally creating or popularizing uh, the finger tap on guitar to create uh, hyperspeed notes, basically. If you want to know how hyperspeed happened on Guitar Hero, credit that man. Um, so thankful to Eddie Van Halen. I uh, was sorry to hear of a passing, especially in 2020, of all things, of course. But rest in peace, Eddie Van Halen. Very thankful for the music or for the influence his music has had on my life and me as a guitarist. So, amen. Rest in peace, Eddie Van Halen. Won't be able to play uh, that for a while though, because it's impossible. But, <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. All right. Next thing I, I am thankful for in 2020. And I know Blake just said like a couple minutes ago that we're not going to talk about Paramore or Coldplay. Every every podcast, and I can tell you confidently, this isn't Paramore. Lead singer of Paramore, Haley Williams, released her solo album this year. I'm I sorry, believe... Sam. What you're telling me is Haley Williams is not the encompassing body of Paramore. And I and I actually was. I know you're joking, and I know you're making a joke out of it. But I, that is actually exactly the point I was going to make. When you listen to this solo album, you can hear the influence Haley Williams has on Paramore as a whole, but also what is not her influence. And I find that so interesting to hear. That you hear the sounds that you're like, if Haley Williams had 100% control over Paramore, this is what it would sound like, but she doesn't. And I think she appreciates that, that it has Paramore has a unique sound that's separate from hers. But, so she's not Brendan Urie. Yeah, she's not Brendan Urie, where Brendan Urie is Panic at the Disco and there's no other members of it anymore. <laughs> but um, yes, this solo album from Haley Williams is so good. I was so thankful for it when it came out. It is so cool. Lots of really cool tracks. Opening song, Simmer, is this great, like, um, quiet rage song that the whole thing is about. Um, the main line that sticks out to me is how to draw the line between wrath and mercy. And it's just like, oh, it's so cool. And she uses the word simmer and she says it in such a way that you're simultaneously hearing her say simmer and mercy at the same time. Simmer, 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 simmer down. Simmer, 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 simmer down. 
because just the way that word is when you say it back to back like that, you can hear simmer and mercy depending on where you choose to start the word. It is such a cool sound, makes such a cool effect on the album. I'm kind of scared, like in a good way, but like. Mm-hmm. It's it's super cool. Then, oh man, um, why we ever, or maybe it's why I ever, either why we ever or why I ever, another track on it has this cool like opening. It's very like kind of upbeat, a little bit funky, a little bit, all sorts of cool stuff. And then just out of nowhere, it drops into this just melodic piano very down, very low in the register of the piano. And she sings like the same themes she's been singing about, but instead of keeping that very Haley Williams style of like singing about really sad and kind of negative feelings and emotions in a really happy way, like we talked about last week on Fake Happy, mm-hmm. she lets that facade go and she just lets the music match the emotion and it is so cool i listened to this album on the way home today i just was vibing with the whole thing it's just so good big recommendation for one Haley williams solo album and it is a huge thing that i am thankful for musically in 2020 we have a lot of recommendations on this podcast <laughs> listen to everything we listen to now yeah, nothing else. We but have also listen to the podcast first. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just kidding, of course. No haters in the comments. We all have different tastes. We're just telling you what we enjoy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Blake, what else are you thankful for? All right. The, I shouldn't say the last thing I'm thankful for, but the last thing we have planned that I'm thankful for musically in 2020 is... No Christmas. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh my gosh, I was listening to plenty of Christmas music. No, it's actually uh, the uh, the Foo Fighters. Foo Fighters have a new single out called Shame Shame. Um, it kind of flew under the radar for me because I believe they were on the Tonight Show and uh, times like these has been getting a big resurgence. It actually got used for a COVID relief um, like mashup with a like 20 other artists and so i bet everyone was like oh who are these random foo fighters guys and it's like yeah it's this this is the song that they wrote in like 2004 um thank you <laughs> um so check that song out it's like my favorite song of all time um but shame shame is a new foo fighters track that they played the same oh it's on saturday night live that's what it was it was on saturday night live they were the musical guest which is awesome to hear Foo Fighters as the musical guest. They've been on there a few times. And Shame Shame is like this kind of funk side to the rock. It's more melodic. Um, they've been going kind of more in that direction lately after 2011's Wasting Light, uh, which was very heavy back to basics, like grunge and like all out hard rock. They've been really experimenting with that more melodic side, more harmonies, um, more rhythm focused than just driving well yeah more of a groove focus than just those driving melodies and those driving hard guitars um, and really just focusing more on the beat and groove of everything so shame shame's got a little bit of this funk sound um, but what I'm most thankful for it is it means we're getting a new Foo Fighters album in 2021 which is awesome I'm so excited. 
uh, read the track list. Uh, it looks like it's going to be cool. Um, and if this single is any indication that they're going to have, uh, you know, a little bit of different flavor, I'm excited for it. So shame, shame, Foo Fighters, check it out and be looking for a new album in 2021 from certified adult Dave Grohl. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, All right. Last thing I'm thankful for musically in 2020 is this podcast. This has been nice exposing me to new music. Um, we're continuing. Don't listeners don't panic. We're still keeping with our schedule every two weeks. There will be a new podcast. I'm thankful that I get to continue it. I'm thankful I've started it. I'm thankful for Blake for being here with me. I'm thankful for Blake for having the idea. I'm thankful for everything that's come together with this podcast. This podcast is lots of fun. Um, yeah, I'm very, very thankful for this podcast in 2020. You know, with that being said, unfortunately, we do have to announce that this will not be the last podcast we make. <laughs> gotcha. Uh-huh. Wow. See, we wrote that joke and we thought it would be hilarious. And now that we've said it out loud, uh, we regret that. But we apologize, better. listeners. We will do better with our mute with our jokes. I should say, with our music too. We'll do better with our jokes in the next podcast. <laughs> Here's the thing: oh. most of the jokes we come up with organically, and hopefully they're funny. And then this one was just written, and it was bad. And I'm the editor. I should get rid of it. You know what? I'm not gonna do. But no, you're not gonna get rid of it. <laughs> no way. No way. Uh, oh too much work thank you for joining us everybody thank you for joining us on music major meltdown i have been sam i have been blake god bless happy thanksgiving happy thanksgiving take care everybody goodbye see you in the next one